You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Hey, we're live, pal. Welcome, everyone, to a special Tuesday edition of the A-Side Live right here on MMAfighting.com. I am, of course, your host, Jose Young. For those of you wondering, we're doing this on Tuesday because tomorrow, Wednesday, is media day, and we are having a lot of interviews and a lot of press conferences. So we figured we'd do this Tuesday so this doesn't get buried by the UFC Fight Island 5 media day. We're also getting a more ESPN analyst. Uh, so it's going to be a long day, and I imagine uh, no one's going to want to watch a podcast as soon as our streaming of media day is done. So we're bringing this to you a day early, but no one cares about me. We want to talk to the people who are going to be a guest on the show. Of course, Casey Lydon on the ones and twos producing over in Englewood. He is, he is, of course, up to good in Englewood. And the man of the hour, the one that I was very excited to bring back, the tallest man in MMA media, Guillermo Cruz, all the way in Brazil. He did the last Fight Island trip. I'm doing this Fight Island trip. I'm still in Abu Dhabi. Guy, how's life down in Brazil? It's not as hot as Abu Dhabi. I can assure you that. <laughs> I guarantee, I do not doubt that. It is about 6,000 degrees over here. My phone has already overheated twice. The second time it overheated, my SIM card fried. And now I am without a SIM card all the way in Abu Dhabi. And I can't get a new one delivered because we can't get mail for the next two, three weeks. But regardless, we want to hear from the people. Casey, you know the drill. If everyone wants to ask questions, they can ask on Twitter. They can ask on the site. They can leave in the YouTube comments. Of course, Casey is monitoring for fun questions. Anything and everything is up for debate. Casey, what is our first question? Just seeing if I'm in focus. <laughs> Hopefully I can read these this time. I got some ah, excellent Abu Dhabi Wi-Fi. That's true. Reading is overrated. I don't get Esther's... I don't get Esther's lovely narr narration this time. I oh, know. She reads, reads the questions. All right, here we go. First question. First question. Hopefully I can read this. What do you think from Terrence Leverett on Twitter? Apologies if I mispronounce your name. What do you think of the idea of people using submission underground as a way for a cross-promotional match or a match between a champ and a contender? For example, Rose versus Dern or B versus Hamzat. If you, it, it would help build future fights, too. I think he's as well. Hashtag the A-side. So what do you both think of possible cross-promotion fights, or I shouldn't say fights, matches in Submission Underground, Chael Sonnen's uh, submission-only promotion, which is still holding events in the middle of the pandemic. Uh, he's been holding events in the middle of the pandemic. Uh, Gail, I'll start with you. What, do, do you like the idea of these either, A, cross-promotional fights or uh, matchups between weight classes that we won't get to see actually inside the octagon. Yeah, I love that. I I have I have covered jiu-jitsu and submission for years before, focused only on, on MMA here on MMA fighting, and uh, I I love where when you got a big UFC name, big Bellator name uh, fighting each other in submission events. Uh, I don't know how much that helps uh, in the MMA world. Like let's say Michael Chandler. When in Bellator fights uh, someone for the UFC and submits him, how much does this stock uh, goes up in the MMA world? But uh, as a as a fight fan, I would love to see that. So I'm 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 always in. Casey, what do you think? You've covered all an array of martial arts in your day. You actually train. You know a lot of fighters in Bellator, a lot of fighters in the UFC, a lot of fighters in One and Ryzen. Uh, PFL, all these things. What do you make? What do you, do you like the idea of cross promotional matches, or even matches between weight classes to build fighters in the UFC? 
or any promotion, as a matter of fact. Yeah, I, I, I would. After Izzy destroyed Costa in MMA, of course, if it was possible, yeah, in a couple weeks, I would love to see Izzy versus Costa in a submission match. Why not? I mean, this it's just this just ridiculous fun. Uh, it's a it's a completely different sport. And um yeah, I just and I'd love I'd love to see like mismatches too, like um like to see uh like like who, who is like a like a grab like say like Holly Holm versus uh Mackenzie Dern in jiu-jitsu. Like no, just like why not? You know, it's a, I would it's just, strongly what? favor Mackenzie Dern. She's already faced well, that's what I mean. Like, she's I'm, already submitted Gabby Garcia. But that's why I'm, I'm gonna say, like, because because we're never gonna see those in MMA. So why not? It's just it's fun. It doesn't mean anything. Hopefully, the fighters will get some money. Now I don't know how much money there is in the sport, a sport jujitsu like that, especially um, for MMA fighters coming over. But yeah, it's fun. I don't think it really means anything as far as like if we're doing goof. If we're doing goofy sizes against goofy sizes, I would love to see like Ben Rothwell against like Charles Oliveira. Well, like ben, just okay. something outrageous. But Ben like Rothwell that. was actually good at jiu-jitsu. I think of someone. I would think of like a Tai Tuivasa versus Char, like Charles Bronx Oliveira, something like that. Just like, like just like a guy just not like, known uh, for known for his jiu-jitsu versus a much smaller person who's known for like Ryan Hall Ryan. versus. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, to, uh, I want to see, I, that's Ronnie, ridiculous. Ronnie, 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 Ronnie Yaya versus Brock Lesnar. Make it happen. <laughs> yeah. Two Ronnie Yayas versus Brock Lesnar. <laughs> that would be the most, just thinking about that, that would be the most ridiculous thing. Just the most un, un, under, unimposing uh, fighter I've ever seen in Ronnie Yaya versus Brock Lesnar. Or as Joe, <laughs> we've had a Shorty Torres on a bunch of times, obviously, and he said he trains with, whenever he trains with Ronnie Yaya, he just feels demoralized at the end of every practice. Like he was basically drowned for like hours on end and then he just feels so frustrated he just leaves practice oh so i would love to see it. you love to see it look what we just got look at this one tony ferguson oh tony yes. ferguson versus yes. fabricio verdum that's the match angle to make pick. angle yeah, pick angle pick <laughs> we're, we're, we're already know how this ends keyboard warrior angle pick why Thank why even waste our time job, keyboard warrior nice try we all but Thank we don't know how this ends job. angle pick all right so I think the answer is um, uh, for Mr. Um, Leverett. It is fun. Um, don't know how much it actually means, but eh. Oh, man, tell me. I would love it. Lesnar versus Mighty Mouse is the real money. I mean, two Mighty Mouses versus a Brock Lesnar. I uh, like that. Yeah. This is. That would be fun. <laughs> um, you okay. Anthony Johnson versus Mighty Mouse. Every, it's just everyone versus. If you're bigger than Mighty Mouse, which is everyone, yeah, face them, face them on the mats. Um, I just want to get a little shout out for our Crystal Hi, Crew. Hi, friends with a bunch of S's from Jessica Crystal Crew. What up, Jessica? Too many S's. Jeez. I've had a lot of conversations, shockingly, about Crystals here in Abu Dhabi. Chelsea, the USCP PR team, is a firm believer, and I'm sure you know uh, Steve, the security guard. That is one of the most imposing men I've ever met seen in my entire life you know the the big guy yeah yeah british guy security steve she's she tried to sway him into believing in crystals and he's like yeah i also believe in santa claus and easter buddy and he just walked away and i was like damn man that was cold he's a believer he's just in the know he doesn't know he's just <laughs> yeah, trying to play it cool he doesn't that's what i like to say yeah uh here we go from kuningas on the youtube comments 
Hello, Kunigas here. Short time, short time <laughs> commenter, commentator. I don't know what that means, but a question. What is your hipster wise favorite fighter? Like the fighter who is kind of U- underground? I think that UG yeah. underground. What is, I don't quite know what that means. Like what's our hipster wise favorite fighter? Casey, do you have a hipster wise favorite fighter? Seems like you put a lot of thought into this, and I have no idea what this question even means. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I, I want to say Ryan Hall. I mean, I, I think that's what he's going for, something like that. I'll like, answer for you. You're, you're a big Loma Luke. Luke oh, yeah. Loma, Loma fan. I like Loma a lot. Um, big like, Loma fan. Oh, I'm such a fan of her. She just got signed by the UFC, and I forgot her name. She was the uh, new the Invicta Strawweight champ, the new one. Um, oh, I can't forget her name. Uh, the little Japanese wrestler girl can't remember so is this just a fighter that we're a big fan of that not a lot of people know that's what i I would i would 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 assume when he means that's by that like you know who do i like that's not cool to be into oh you know what forget i'll say it right now um he's fighting this weekend ben rothwell i love ben rothwell he's he should be the most popular ben rothwell he the fact okay why isn't ben roth okay who was the co-main event last week just some (laughs) yeah castro and um felipe Yeah, but Ben Rothwell, like he's yep. a much more famous fighter, much more well known, much better. He's where? Where is he on the card? He's under the the co-main. Which is, yeah, Ben Rothwell. That's my that's my that's my hipster wise <laughs> favorite fighter. Who's in the co-main event? Edson Barbosa. Yeah. And Mark Wanamericani. That fight rules, though. No, but Ben Rothwell. I don't have a problem yeah. with that. Ben. Ro- both those guys, Ben Rothwell and Tiber, are, are both higher ranked than Barbosa and. Americani. Yeah, but Marcin Tabur has been in some, as I call them, table fights a lot. Has been in a lot of table fights lately. I don't know if they want to put that in the co-main event. I think Barbosa. Did, did you just see what they put in the main yeah. event in the co-main last week, man? <laughs> yeah, and what did, I say, what did I say in the preview show you that said, I got you, all the heat for? You said it I rules. Said you said you love that fight so much. Terrible. All right, next question. Yeah, that's what I said. I was like, this fight rules so much, it's going to be a guaranteed fight. No, I'm pretty sure I was the only one that said that fight was going to be a stinker. I got a lot of heat for it. What? Called People it. Get that, that, I, I thought that was pretty much assumed that fight was going to be a stinker. Unless that fight that no. fight made it past 30 Casey, seconds. You were there on the preview show. Go watch the preview show. I'm pretty sure I was the only one that said that. Actually, no, I'm the only one that said that. Anyway, what's the next question? Actually, Guy, who's yeah. a fighter that you're a big fan of that not a lot of people know? Uh, I mean, a lot of people know him, but he, he, he doesn't fight that often, so people sometimes forget, forget about him. Grown Gracie. Ooh, that's a good answer. That's he the, never fights. No one ever, ever, ever talks about him. So, yeah. But I love the guy. I love watching fights. Wow, that's a really good answer. I know Bryce Mitchell called him out. I would have loved that fight. So did uh, Herbert Burns. How, how, I was shocked that when Crone Gracie won on the Arizona card in February that they didn't stick him on the same card as the man in as Raquel Pennington that was in Brazil because that was yeah. like a few months later. I thought yeah. Crone Gracie in Brazil was like made too much sense. Yeah, but he, he, he wasn't really, really into this idea in, in fighting. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. Could be a yeah. Texas thing because it's a... It's a lot expensive for someone who lives in the U.S. to fight in Brazil. who lose a lot of money, so that could be it. That's true. Would he be a really big deal in Brazil if he fought? Yeah, yeah, especially in Rio. It would wow. be a deal because his father lives here, 
just a few, a few miles away from the arena. So it would be a big deal if you fought here and won. There's a lot of Gracie gyms in, in Rio that would sold out easily for him. And you know Hickson would be there, which would be even more special. Yeah. Let's make it happen. I don't, I, I don't even know if he even has a fight. I see him training, but I don't know if he has a fight. The next UFC Rio in 2025. He's going to be back. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Let's make it happen. Yeah. <laughs> Kanako Murata. That's the fighter I'm thinking of. She just got signed by the UFC. Uh, I think she's fighting Livia Souza. Or not, uh, Livia Rata Souza. Really? Yeah. Didn't Souza call out Mackenzie Dern? Is that yeah, she calls her every night. Yeah. A few times, yeah. I think everyone's called out Come on. Mackenzie Dern. Yeah, you're right. She's just fighting Livia. Yeah. yeah. I'm very excited about her. The number one Harry Potter fan, the UFC, Lavinia Souza. She's a fun fighter, yeah. I, I like her a lot. Oh, I, I, didn't, I didn't have the heart to tell her. She said that after she won, she was going to go to Disneyland. And I was like, oh, yeah, what, 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 what ride? I was like, Harry Potter. I was like, ooh, that's Universal. Ugh, I don't want to break your heart, though. <laughs> She's probably even going to – because she was fought in Vegas, which means she probably went to California. They don't even have Universal. Yeah, they do. I guess, but well, it's closed. California it's Adventures closed. It's closed. Yeah, it hasn't yeah, opened yeah, up yeah. yet. I had a season pass yeah. Universal. I don't get to use it twice. Shocking. And then the libs, anyway. then the libs pandemic messed up my season pass. Thanks, libs. Yep. You know. <laughs> That's what happens. Once anyway, the, won't worry. I, I, I listen to Donna Cerrone. Once the once the election happens, all the theme parks open back up again. We're good. Yeah, yeah. It's coming to an end. Ortiz said that. Pretty sure Tito Ortiz just said that too. Yeah, great minds think alike. <laughs> oh, I was going to throw this one up there. Did Paulo from Austin Kaiser? Did Paulo Costa lose his man card after being dry humped by Adesanya after his win? Now we'll we'll use this as a way to talk about Paulo Costa in general. I was talking with some of the Brazilian media here, Guy. And they said that Paulo Costa was out, like compared to the current UFC Brazilian champions like Figueiredo and Amanda Nunes and even Jessica Andrade before she lost her title and a lot of other popular Brazilian fighters, that they really got behind Paulo Costa, mostly because it was uh, he lived down there uh, and it was the same belt that Anderson had for so many years. So they really got behind Paulo. Uh, and then when he lost, they kind of turned on him. Uh, mostly because of how he lost, his game plan, and his reaction to it. Is this true? And how so? How is he viewed now in Brazil since his loss? Yeah, if he if if he wanted the belt, he would have been like instantly the the, the most popular fighter in Brazil, uh, and most popular champion since Anderson Silva probably. Wow. He was he was a big name. Uh, I, I have a lot of friends that that, that has uh, YouTube channels, and they always say that if you do a video with Paulo Costa, it's it goes viral. Uh, it does a lot wow. better than any other party you can talk about. Uh, and of course, he's he's uh, very he, he's a, he's a big fan of our president, mm -hmm. <laughs> which I don't want to even say his name. <laughs> and so so he has a lot of haters too because of that. So before the fight, he was doing a lot of jokes on social media, and and uh, of course that that came back at him after the loss and after what easy did to him is <laughs> after the win so he has a lot of haters so of course he's gonna suffer a lot online i mean he he he, he 
he brought that to to himself. Is about the right. the the builder, no? Is he, he complain about that? In Brazil, is Costa seen as like how Colby Covington, Colby Covington is seen over here as just like just just a character who just really embraced the idea of basing his his identity on who the president is. Not that much because Kobe talks about Trump in every interview he does, and that's 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 not the case with Costa. Costa okay. doesn't does doesn't talk about it unless you ask him about it. So okay. But as far as they, 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 they have sim, similar views, but they, they they don't act the same in the media. No. Okay. But it's interesting for yeah, the Brazilian president. Um, is Costa is this? Was that kind of his first like very public endorsement of an MMA fighter? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and and that was even before he was a president. He oh, was okay. already talking about Bolsonaro. So. Wow. Why? Why Costa wow. in general? Like why him? And because I know other fighters, have, other Brazilian fighters, have you know supported your president. Um, why? Why Costa? Why was he the one, the kind of the first guy? Do you know? I think because he was on the Bolsonaro hype train way, way before the others. You know? oh, okay. Social media, so they just became, became friends. They they talk all the time. Bolsonaro is a big MMA fan. He he's always uh, meeting fighters, so. It's, yeah. a, it's MMA, 100% MMA. <laughs> I heard uh, that, on, like, on, similar to here, like, our president likes very specific TV stations, uh, and he'll talk negatively towards other TV stations. And it's in similar to Brazil, obviously, but from what I've heard in Brazil, he dislikes certain outlets so much, or like, and vice versa, that if Say Paulo had gotten a call from your president while on air, with while he was doing being interviewed on one of the stations that the your president did not like, they would have to cut the feed, or they would have to cut that out of the broadcast. Is that true? That's a chance because uh, UFC has on Global in Brazil. It's not Global's combat because it's it's but mm -hmm. it's owned by Global. So I don't know how right. they would uh, act if if something like that happens, but. Uh, and, and Bolsonaro doesn't like global at all. He doesn't like people that that, that, that are, are are critics of him. So, if if you're talking about facts, <laughs> yeah, go, go, go. <laughs> and uh, he 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 only likes the TV stations that ignore facts and does just so okay. He's incredible things like that. So, sure. since UFC is on global, I don't know how they would handle that. That's interesting. Well, wow. sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah. Sounds, <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I don't know. If, I don't know if TV stations would cut Colby Covington's. Uh, if anything, they would want that to be on the TV because that would increase views. I don't know if they would cut the feed in the middle of a call, but I digress. Thank uh, you for the question. That was a good question. Yeah. Oh, before we go to the next one, did I quickly, uh, Guillermo? Did you have a problem with Israel Asanya's celebration? I think it wasn't necessary, but I don't have a problem because. I think it was. Uh, I mean, I, I, I think Paulo Costa just uh, moved the line so 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 much so that what is he did is not something out of this world, you know? Right. Casey. Oh, I. If if he had done that to say, 
Kelvin or Anderson Silva or Derek Brunson, it would have been like, hey, man, that's out of line. But I think with the trash talk that Costa brought to that fight, it made sense. So it was it, yeah. it didn't come out of That's nowhere. What, it didn't come out of nowhere. It, yeah. it was it was directed at. Well, you saw what it was directed at. <laughs> but uh, there was a reason he did. That's it it what, wasn't uh, just a, it wasn't just a celebration for the celebration's sake. Yeah, Costa spent, it spent was, uh, uh, tweeting memes with uh, easy on a female body, or you know, a lot of jokes on that sense. So you, you can't complain when he does stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. then all the fighters, that, like the ESPN analysts that we interviewed. Uh, at the media day like dan hardy is very i'm sure you've both talked to dan hardy enough time he's very much traditional martial arts it's like he's all about respect and honor and all that and even he's like i didn't like it but i get it paulo costa pushed it to pushed yeah. him to a certain edge and he didn't have it he's like i wouldn't mo-. the general consensus was i wouldn't have done it but i get why is he did it so i don't hold it against him so i i kind of i when i saw it i was like i didn't really think about it and then I was like, well, that's probably not a good look for the sport. But then I thought about it more, and I was like, well, I mean, Paulo Costa definitely did himself any favors. So probably had it coming. And that so, was was one of the biggest topics of the week in Brazil. <laughs> really? Man, that's got, that's got to annoy Costa. <laughs> Sorry. That was one of the biggest topics here all week. A lot of jokes, a lot of memes. Never stopped. <laughs> Such is life. Yeah, so, and then the whole, if if Cannonier wins, it's going to be the exact opposite, because Izzy and Cannonier really like each other, so it's, I think it's going to be more like uh, friendly banter back and forth yeah. between the two. I'll trade crystals afterwards if he wins. <laughs> Still got to get through Robert Whitaker, which yeah. is no easy task. Anyway, what is our next yeah. question? Quick, real quick about Costa. One more thing is like, <laughs> just oh, for everyone, is there a possible way that fight could have gone worse? <laughs> I'm actually like, I, I was, like literally trying to name a way that fight could have gone worse other than Costa yeah, straight crying in the cage. That was worse than uh, Aldo and Connor. Way worse. Here's, yeah. The only way it could have been worse is if uh, when he clipped him with the, I think it was the left hook, and then when Paulo Costa went like face down and Izzy's punching him. Imagine if Izzy the white belt just snatched up his neck and yeah. rear naked choked him. Yeah. If Izzy after the white belt versus black belt arguments all week, if Izzy if Izzy just choked him, tapped him out, that would be worst case scenario for Paulo Costa because he's the one that brought in all the submission, submission, submission talk. But didn't go as well. Didn't Izzy basically pitched a perfect game, and Paulo didn't like when he was thrown. He he caught because I rewatched it like I think once or twice, and he cornered him twice, Paulo. Instead of like blitzing in, he threw a kick. And Izzy just caught it or like moved out of the way. I'm like, you're that was a, that was dumb. Like you could you clearly had him for like a split second, and then you let him get away. Anyway, Izzy was so I good to get it, when Izzy got against the cage. I was like, oh, here's here's Paul, his cost is time to shine, and then whoop, Izzy's gone. I'm like, all right, man, never mind. Yeah, because Paulo threw a, like a spinning kick instead of rushing in. Anyway, he didn't want to get countered. Didn't want to get countered. <laughs> From John Malkin on Twitter, do you guys see any advantage to using Gaethje's old kamikaze style versus new style in his up-and-coming fight against Habib? I personally do because I think it would tire Habib out, and I think Kate, uh, Justin would be dangerous off scramble. So, Casey, I'll start with you. You've watched Justin Gaethje for years. You've obviously watched Habib for years. If you're Justin Gaethje's coach, Trevor Whitman, 
Are you trying to keep him focused like usual in these last few fights where he's picked apart his opponents and route to a TKO or KO win? Or do you just let him be himself? Or I shouldn't say let him be himself. Or do you go for a more aggressive approach as we've seen him find success pre-UFC? No, I disagree with um, the suggestion that Gaethje just go crazy because if he goes crazy, he will get taken down. And yeah, they said, of course, Justin's going to be dangerous off the scrambles. But that burns a lot of energy. Um, when you, when you, yep. when Habib um, most famously did this uh, against uh, Abel Trujillo, where I think he got like, I don't know, 40 takedowns or something. But the key about 40 takedowns, that means... It was like, I think it was like 21 so or 22. It, it, it felt like, you know, it was, it, was, it was insane. But what that means is, though, he got taken down 20 times, but Habib only really needed one takedown around. He couldn't have kept it down, but he wanted to tire him out. He wanted to punish him. So... That's why you take him down, let him back up, take him down. And, that's, and that just burns so much energy for the guy getting up, and it just kills, it just kills your mentality, your confidence. So if Gaethje went in there kamikaze style, he'll be, he'll be, he's too good. He'll be ready for that, and he'll take him down. And, and I mean, Justin, Justin's still a human. He's still going to get tired. He's still gonna, he still needs confidence in that fight. So, um, no, it, it's going to be a very strategic, smart Gaethje in there. Don't know who wins, but um, the kamikaze style will not work against Habib. In my opinion. Gee, are you in agreement? Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, th- I think the smart Gaethje would win against uh, Eddie and, and Dustin. Uh, I mean, he's, he's. Yeah, I agree. Too good. It's way too good. So I, I'm not saying he's going to beat Habib, Habib, but yeah, it's a, a great part of it. He, he has all the, all, all the tools and fighting smart, you know. This fight is so intriguing. Most every most everyone I've talked like the ESPN analysts and everything all seem to agree that this is the toughest fight that Habib could possibly have. And I know everyone wanted to see the Tony Ferguson fight, which of course I want to see, still want to see, mostly because that there was all the history and the records and all that stuff. But I always kind of thought in the back of my head, Justin Gage would just be a tougher fight, just because he presented more problems uh, for Habib rather rather than uh, Tony Ferguson and Habib seems more like top pressure versus a bottom fighter and i just liked that matchup but habib is i mean justin gage is basically a a, a, a buzz saw with knives at the end of it with an unlimited card with unlimited gas tank so super interested in that fight but that's still a ways away to even start thinking about that fight do do, do you have to remind yourself not to get too excited yet about that fight (laughs) yes yes i do there's a fight that we don't we're not even going to talk about that's the weekend before that I haven't even let myself get excited for. I'm talking about it. No, we're not going to talk nope, about it. No, some mystery when fight. When the poster got when the poster for the main event of UFC Fight Island 6 got released, so many people were tagging me in and be like, "Jose, it's real. Jose, it's happening." I'm like, Shut up. Everyone shut up and go like go lock yourself in the room and stop talking about it. Get all your says and your voodoo dolls, wrap them in bubble tape and hopefully they make it. Do you think it's going to be a COVID weight miss injury? What do you think it's going to be? Oh my. Gosh. Um for this UFC Fight Island 6? Yeah. Um something no, something even freakier. Like like he like he fell asleep in the bathtub and got second degree burns. Or something weird, or like he locked himself in his hotel room and can't get out, or something bizarre. That's how bizarre the situation is going to be. I'm I'm thinking he's taking a walk on the beach, and then Dana White riding a jet ski flies over a dock and hits him. <laughs> it's gonna be it'll be some kind of jet ski ac- accident. 
Hey man, I was at I was when I was on I, the beach yesterday. Yusef Zalal and uh, uh, Brandon and Royvel were getting trying to get shakedown for like a thousand dollars for like I don't know if it was a thousand dollars. It might have been for like damaging the jet ski. And I, they were like, we didn't damage the jet ski. They were like trying to argue them back. Anyway, <laughs> what was that question that popped up? Casey? There you go. New question from. Kuningas again, any opinion about Amir Khani, who is finally getting more visibility against veteran Barbosa, the only finish in the UFC? I can't see the bottom of it because it's cut off in the UFC. And, oh, boy, still no UFC event in Finland. You think he can finish with two ends like in Finland? I get it, Barbosa. Well, there's not going to be a UFC Finland for quite a while. Just like there's not going to be. Unfortunately, there's like Bellator is holding. Uh, not unfortunately, I should say. Good, good on France. Bellator is holding the first ever major promotion uh, event for a major promotion in uh, in France. And I know the UFC wants would love to break around there, but unfortunately, the pandemic happening right now, they're basically relegated to Yaz Island or Las Vegas at the moment. But I imagine when the pandemic is cleared. France would have to be near the top of the place they want to go. And if Marikana keeps winning, uh, then sure, I'm sure they'll go to Finland. Uh, but Guilherme, uh, he's, of course, Makwan Marikana is facing one of your fellow Brazilians, Edson Barbosa. Talk about Brazilian legend. I feel like he's been fighting forever. I mean, yeah. I was, we were just talking about, what, UFC 146 the other day, Casey, that all-heavyweight card? Mm-hmm. And the best fight of that night was Jamie Varner and Edson Barbosa. When Jamie Varner came back and kind of halted the hype train for Edson Barbosa very momentarily. But... Gary, what do you think of Edson Barbosa and Makwan Americani uh, at UFC Fight Island 5? That's such a fantastic matchup. I love this matchup. I just got off the phone with Barbosa three hours ago and interviewed with him. It's just, I, mean, I can't wait for this one. It's such a complete clash of styles. Uh, I am curious to see if I'm if I'm, I'm, I'm can't take Barbosa down. And getting close to him is not easy with all the leg kicks and, and knees and He's, he's striking phenomenal. So, yeah, I, I think he he, he, he can't finish my boys if he can take the fight to the ground. It's not an easy task, but uh, he, he he was taken down before uh, by uh, great wrestlers. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if that happened. I'll say it's, it's, it's going to happen, but, uh, yeah, I can't wait for, for, for this one. This matchup is so intriguing. How does Brazil view Edson Barbosa? The, the original matchup. It was good, but what was the original? What was the original matchup? Oh, so Barbosa and um, Yusef. Yusef. Yes. Yeah. Sadiq Yusef. That's right. That's yeah. a good fight too. I like yeah, both those fights. Fight, yeah. I would say the winner should just they whoever wins this they should just book him against uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Sadiq Yusef. Uh, how does Brazil view Edson Barbosa? Is he popular down there? Uh, not that much. You know, people know him because all of his highlight reel is incredible, but uh, he's not that that popular. He's been living in the states for a long we time. We have a lot. Right? Of, we have a lot of Brazilian <laughs> UFC. It's hard to to, to stand out. You know, right. I think there are like a hundred Brazilian fights in the UFC. There's a lot of people. Becoming a star in Brazil is not easy. If you're not a champion, you know? and sure. even if you're if sure. you're a champion, it's not easy to become a, a real star. Yeah, you see Figueiredo and. All that stuff. What do you say, Casey? To be a Brazilian star, do these Brazilian fighters, if, if they're not champs, do they yeah. need to train and live in Brazil? Is it, yeah, it, helps. it just helps. Yeah. 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 So yeah. I was thinking, like, would Costa be the same star if he trained at ATT or something? I just don't think so. Yeah, it's hard to say, but I, I but I don't think so because his his ties to Brazil are so strong that the people tend tend 
tend to like him more than if you just live in the U.S. Because we have a lot of talented parties living in the U.S., but they don't get, uh, of course, Cost is a complete package. He has crazy knockouts. He's good looking. He's he looks like a Brazilian Hulk. But uh, and uh, but living in Brazil, I think definitely helps him. Costa is good looking. Is that why Jose Aldo? Is that why Jose Aldo is so revered down in Brazil? Because he's. Yeah. he's I heard it took him forever to even move out of his hometown. His like home like village or town or whatever. I'm not quite sure what it was, but he's he lived there for a long time, right? Yeah, yeah, he lived in the, he lived in Rio for a long time, but he 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 used to live in a neighborhood that's it's not great. He, he couldn't afford to live in a better place, but he just didn't care, you know. He he sure, he, he sure. moved to to uh, to a good place next to the gym a few years ago, but before that, he was living in an apartment that, I mean, he was a UFC champion. He could afford something better, but he just didn't care, you know. He just took took the subway to get to the gym to train and back. Oh wow. You love to see it. Anyway, back to the original question. Casey, what do you like? Do you like Miracani versus Barbosa? Oh, yeah. yeah actually, I, I think this is a great matchup. Um, I heavily favor Barbo- Barbosa in this match. Um, I thought Barbosa beat Danny Gay. I thought it was a very competitive fight. I don't think it was a, a quote unquote robbery, but I did think Barbosa won that fight. And um, yeah, so uh, I think uh, Barbosa's uh, ranking right now is UFC ranking isn't accurate i think he should be uh actually I th- I sh- actually i think what is danny gay he's like top s- top 10 at least um yeah but well, whatever i think i think barboza is uh, uh potentially a top five featherweight um uh, and i think this is a gonna be a bit of a showcase fight for barboza and um yeah i love just, i love i, I, I love be... amir Kane and um mm. <laughs> just uh i just i mean i i'm a big fan of him i just don't think he has the uh tools to beat barboza but um, we'll, we'll, we'll yeah, I think it's going to be just just a just a combination of the Edson Barbosa Dan Hooker fight in Milwaukee. I was at that fight when Edson Barbosa just pieced up Dan Hooker in one of the most uncomfortable fights I've seen in a long time. Like Dan Hooker's body basically gave out before his mind gave out. And then the just remembering uh, Shane Burgos's beatdown of Americani in Madison Square Garden, where it was like the same thing, where Americani just kept fighting and kept fighting and. Till his body just stopped working because Shane Burgos just put it on him. So, just with those two thought fights fresh in my mind, I heavily favor Barbosa. But I love get this fight. Get also He'll get the takedown is gonna be a tough one. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Plus, Amir Khan, still has the best, the best topology photo out there. Yeah. <laughs> and oh, and Barbosa is and also another advantage for Barbosa. He will be fighting in the big octagon. And for a fighter like Barbosa that true. needs that needs uh, he, he's best at kicking yes. range. He needs he needs some um, distance. So I think another thing that's that's going to be in, to his advantage. So um, I can't wait yeah. to hear leg kicks inside an empty arena. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be brutal. Anyway, let's stick, let's stick thank you the, for another question, Keningas. Let's go to the, straight to the main event. Just my two cents, just writes Moraes versus Sanhagen with a bunch of exclamation, all that and everything. Uh, Sanhagen? Mm-hmm. What do you guys think? <laughs> Sanhagen? Moraes versus Sanhagen? Uh, Gee, what do you think of the main event? Obviously, another Brazilian in the main event for you. Corey Sanhagen, I think, was not the first choice a lot of us had in mind for yeah. a possible Marlon Moraes matchup. I think we were hoping for either. Because, tech, honestly, he sh- 
could fight Jan, Peter Jan. He already signed a contract already to fight him in Kazakhstan. He beat Jose Aldo, who got the, the title shot against Jan. He's still number one, but if he didn't get that, I was hoping for Cody Garbrandt. I know he wanted Dominic Cruz. I don't think he'd ever fight Frankie Edgar because they were teammates for a long time, unless they were the champion. But regardless, I still love this fight. But what do you make of the main event between Marlon Moraes and Corey Sanhagen? Yeah, it's a great fight. Uh, if you ignore the other... The other <laughs> yeah, a great fight, but I was so confused by when by by this choice. So I think it's a great fight. I I, I would favor Marlon on it, but uh, it's so weird because he's coming off a win over Jose Aldo. Uh, he has a win over. Uh, he has a brutal win over the last guy that Cody just fought. We lost to. Mm-hmm. So MMA math. It, it, I mean, of course, it doesn't work. It doesn't exist, but it makes <laughs> you wonder. It's so confusing. But uh, yeah, it's it's a good fight, but uh, but it's not the my it's it's not, it's not the direction I would go to. Yeah, I think Marlon's just trying not to be the. Unfortunately, Leon Edwards is stuck in like that high ranking place, and no one wants to fight him. That makes sense. He doesn't want to fight down. I think Marlon just want, might want to just avoid that situation. And yeah, just you can't just, argue with wins. Yeah. You can't argue with wins and losses. Yeah, just fight whoever they 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 they, 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 they put in front of him. So. Just to actually make money, that's it. And what is if, uh, Corey saying? If Marlon beat Jose Aldo and didn't get a title shot, just I mean, just can make money and fight again. Since you one day they're gonna give you a title shot, or not? And no. if he if he wins and Aljamain Sterling beats Peter Jan, I mean that that the fight the rematch has to happen. considering Marlon Moraes head kicked Aljamain Sterling into the next level, <laughs> like he did the dab when he fell down. When, uh, when, but the thing when is, they're fighting if they're fighting Saturday. And uh, Peter Young and Aljamain Sterling doesn't even have a date yet. So who knows nope. how much he's gonna, how how long he's gonna have to wait until that fight happens, and then he gets his title shot. So it's so confusing. Maybe Marlon's gonna have to fight one time. Uh, he, let's say he wins this fight, he's gonna have to fight again before getting a title shot. Yeah, I I have a feeling we might be back in Fight Island January or February. Uh, it might be something similar to how like. Israel Adesanya and Paulo Costa was late September and then it went into late October. I think there's a pay-per-view at the end of January. I wouldn't be surprised if they kicked off the next Fight Island thing then. But again, this is just all me. Yeah. So this just, just makes sense, I think. And, uh, Dominic Cruz on the same card. Yeah. yeah. Something just there. Or, their plan B. I really want Dominic Cruz and Frankie Edgar, though. Like, selfishly. Yeah. It's a good uh, one. But my, like... It is, and I think Marlon should definitely fight on the the undercard of Aljamain and Peter Jan, especially if that's on Fight Island. I don't know who he fights, but I think they would have to. They should definitely put him on the same card. Unfortunately, Co- uh, Cody Garbrandt's dropping down to flyweight, and who knows where Cruz and Frankie are right now. Casey, your thoughts on the main event? Corey Sanhagen, former ho- co-host of the A-side. I know. That's, that's why I feel bad saying this, because I think Marias is, is going to put a pretty heavy whooping on Sanhagen, um, unfortunately. I think, I think actually, I think Marias, when he fights at his potential, I think he's the best bantamweight in the world. I honestly feel that way. Um, I think, um, but, but what I like about this fight a lot is, and we're taking out, we're taking out um, Cejudo, you know, um, in, sure. in, in the running because he's, re- he's re- retired. But I think actually I think Marais is the best band to wait in the world. Um, I think this is a smart, I think it's a risky but a smart fight. 
for Marias. He needs to stay active. He needs to keep his name out there. He can't become Leon Edwards and just kind of, unfortunately, I mean, I understand what Leon's doing, but uh, Marias, he just can't just sit and wait for that title shot to come, even though he he deserves it. He literally had a signed contract to fight Jan <laughs> already. And for some reason, that, that fight was that contract was ripped up, even though it's just I don't get it. But um, but more importantly, I think this fight's important for Marias because this is a five rounder and he needs yeah. that five round experience. And hopefully if he doesn't if he doesn't beat Corey within the first three rounds, he can he can really test his uh, test his cardio in the championship rounds because um, we saw what happened in the Cejudo fight. And obviously Marias just didn't have that championship level experience. Um, and, and he, he just, just and he just kind of you know quote unquote blew his load you know yeah. I'm sorry Gogui yeah I think he just had one one five round fight in the UFC before that it was the Rafael Sanson fight yeah yeah it, just, that that went only and one round right was just fighting days as well right I'm sorry and versus of fighting he was um, booked for a lot of title fights there yeah. he was a champion yeah um, yeah I think but. I would say a championship fight at the, at a at a higher level competition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. of course, yeah, yeah. And I think and, uh, I think since how he finished him within the first two rounds too, so he didn't have a chance to go into the championship round. So maybe with Sanhagen, it will give him that opportunity. So hey, man, if yeah. Sanhagen wins, good for him, man. I, I I love to be wrong. I love to be wrong. <laughs> if looking at, I'm looking through his record right now. He's fought Josh Reddinghouse all five rounds at world series of fighting nine. And that is his. And then he fought Josh Hill at world series of fighting 18, all five rounds. And those are the only two fights on his record to get past the third round. He has a lot of three round wins and a lot of one and two round wins, but yeah, only two five round fight, only two complete five round fights yeah. under his belt, both on the World Series of Fighting banner. And the, uh, the, one of them was in Edmonton, Canada. Yeah, and, but yeah, and he has trained with, for a sensile that was a five round fight, but he finished the fight in the first round. So um, yeah, just a minute. Yeah, yeah a minute. Cool, yeah. cool. And then looking at the banner, looking at the bantamweight rankings, like Peter Jan's champ, and then Marlon's one. And then Marlon has a win over Algermain, who's number two, who's probably going to fight Peter Young. Cody Garbrandt at three is going to flyweight. He's fighting Corey Sanhagen, who's number four. Frank Yeager was former teammate, probably not going to fight him. Pedro Munoz is six, just lost to Frank Yeager. Number seven, Jose Aldo. Marlon already beat him. Number eight, Gene Rivera. He head kicked him. Number nine, I guess Hotfield Sunso, they're 1-1, correct? But does anyone want to see the trilogy fight in 2021 or 2020? And then number 10, Dominic Cruz. So, like... I would love to see him fight Dominic Cruz or Frank Yeager. I don't think he's going to fight Frank Yeager, and I imagine Frankie and Dominic Cruz will fight. Then who's left? Rob Font at 11? <laughs> Maybe just run, run, run it back with Aldo. I like that. Oh, don't tease me. I would love that. Or if your eye favorite is floating around there. But who knows? There's a lot of fights. No, does anyone want to see that fight? Not really. <laughs> but I think what you kind of glossed over real quick was you said um, – Sterling is supposed to fight Jan. So for some reason that fight yeah. isn't official. And I think there's a reason yeah. for that. And I think that reason is this Saturday night. I don't know why if Marias just smokes Corey, maybe the UFC does it. Maybe for some reason. I, it wouldn't to, shock me. To me, it just sounds personal it now. <laughs> it sounds like a personal uh, just beef that 
behind the scenes with Sterling and the UFC, this is all speculation. Um, because it just doesn't make sense why that fight is not booked. But the only reason that fight could not be booked is because maybe they're waiting to see what happens Saturday. That's my only reason. Maybe. That could be. It might be a stretch. I know Aljamain just moved to Las Vegas to train. So I know he's getting he's gearing up for something. Why, anyway, why, why is that fight not why is that fight not official? Can can Peter enter the the US or he would he, he would have to fight him on, on Fight Island again? Everyone, everyone yeah, I think they would just want him on Fight he, Island. He, he, I think they just would want to put him on Fight Island. Yeah, because if he can't fight him in the US, they 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 just can't announce this fight because there are no uh, events booked for for Fight Island again. You know, we don't know when they're gonna go back to Abu Dhabi. So they just can't announce it yet. And uh, Aljamain Sterling tweeted something about, like, uh, I think it was when the Gilbert Burns-Usman fight was, like, officially ixnayed for December 12th. Uh, Aljamain Sterling tweeted, like, hey, I'm ready. Let's fight on December 12th. And Peter Yan responded saying, uh, "I the UFC has something else planned. The holdup isn't on my end. I'm just waiting for the contract. Yeah. Or something. It was something along those lines. But he said the holdup is not on his end. So I, from what I gather, Peter Yan is still getting ready for Aljamain Sterling too. Anyway, it's a Just, lot of he shed, <laughs> he shed. <laughs> Thank you. Just my two cents for the question. Costa versus Brunson. Who would win? Question. Who would win? Thank you for the live stream. You're welcome. Antonio Guapo. Uh, Paulo, Derek Brunson has been calling out Paulo Costa relentlessly on social media. Don't hate the fight. I personally would really like Kel to see Kelvin Gastelum and Paulo Costa fight. I just think that fight is an awesome fight. But Derek Brunson's an awesome fight, too. There's a lot of fun fights in middleweight right now. It seems to be one of the few divisions that is moving along. Uh, but, Garamid, do you like Paulo Costa versus Derek Brunson? And who would you favor in that fight? Yeah, I, I, I think that's that, that, that would be the best option for, for Costa right now. Unless they book him with uh, Devin Till, that would be better. And I think that's what Paulo Costa's team is pushing for, uh, Devin Till. But yeah, I would love that fight. If Till is available, De that, that, that's the thing. Darren Till's for. matched up with Jack Hermanson, I believe, December 5th. Yeah, yeah. I have to believe, yeah, I would have to believe, oh, Izzy already wants Jared Cannonier. I don't know who the winner of Till Hermanson. I would not be surprised if they just waited for the for like the winner of Izzy and Cannonier because at that point, like uh, Jack Hermanson has beaten everyone not named Jared Cannonier put in front of him most recently, and Darren Till is one and one at middleweight currently. So if he beats Jack Hermanson, I think he would probably wait for Izzy too, or they would even bump Jared Cannonier for Darren Till. Who knows? Uh, but middleweight is fun. Uh, I personally think Paulo versus maybe the loser of Cannoneer, Whitaker, or the loser of Till Hermanson, or just Kelvin Gastel, or Derek Brunson. Look, everyone in the top ten. I'll see yeah. Paulo Costa fight. <laughs> I'm in for it. Casey, what do you think? Oh, um, I absolutely love this fight. I want I want to see Brunson Costa. It makes sense. Um, th these are two fight. These are two fighters who are not going to be rematching Izzy anytime soon because both of them got their just they got just their asses handed to him by by yeah. Izzy, so it's gonna take a while for them to build up to a rematch versus Izzy. So this is great, I think, because I I don't want to put Costa against someone like uh, Till or Hermanson because those are all fresh matchups for Izzy. So um and Brunson and Brunson has been talking all sorts of 
just you know he's a steroid cheat all that stuff for years now i feel like yeah so uh yeah this fight's perfect and i think it's a i think stylistically it's a great fight for both of them and uh, i think it's an exciting fight and you got you got to give Brunson something big. He just had a main event knockout victory over Edmund Shabazian, so he Brunson's earned this fight too. So uh, yeah, I love it. I hope I hope it gets booked. Yeah, and I think the wild card in this whole scenario is Chris Weidman because he might not be close to a title shot, but he's still a big name. Oh. Can we talk about that Chris Weidman? Gaslin too. Can we talk about that Chris Weidman tweet? Do we want to talk about that? The the tweet about no, no the MMA him no. using MMA math. No, yeah, that was, that was. I was like, man, Chris, I like you, dude, but oh, boy. it was not a good week. It was not a good seven days for MMA Twitter and the middleweight division. I'll tell you that yeah. much. Across the entire top fifteen. Oh boy! All right. Eve's casual fan, hard Eve casual hardcore fan. Is this just a casual Eve Edwards fan? I, I hope yes. so. <laughs> Since Ferguson versus Poirier isn't happening, is El Kukui versus Charles Dubronx uh, the fight to make? I mean, I like it. I doubt Tony Ferguson takes it, but I really like yeah. it. I, I, I think they're going to do uh, Ferguson and Chandler, probably. But, uh, yeah, we'd love this fight. Ferguson and Charles Oliveira. I've been talking about this fight for a long time. Imagine those two yeah. guys on the ground. It would be insane. Just, insane. Just a mashup of bodies tangled up in the ground. <laughs> like you just, you're like, I don't know who's who. <laughs> yeah I love that, that I, lo- that, I like that, any of these just book it for a chair on a submission event there you go yeah there you go that's very much uh, man that opens up like the whole beat like uh, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu versus like 10th planet and all that stuff you're gonna oh my god that's gonna be chaotic for sure as you know Jiu Jitsu is very culty when it comes to 10th planet versus BJJ yeah. As Casey rolled the yeah. dice. <laughs> I think like you could hear my eye roll. <laughs> uh, man, uh, but Dubronx, like, every weight class has that, that, that fighter that's incredibly good, probably better than we even know he is, but yet no one wants to fight him. I think Dubronx, like, like, he's almost like Leon Edwards. Like, you don't, or you don't want to fight Leon Edwards because you know he's that good, but it's... It's, but you know, but the fans don't really recognize it, and I think like Dubronx is that guy, and that's why he's so hard to book. He's, that's why. Yeah, he's so dangerous, and he's not going to do anything for you, even no. if you win. Unfortunate, hundred percent. Yeah, and I mentioned this before. You got um, guys like yeah. like Arnold Allen and like Josh Emmett fall into that category, or like Benil Dariush and uh, like. Islam Makachev or Islam maybe not because yeah. he has the Habib factor and then I honestly thought Jan Blachowicz was in that same boat for a long time and now he's the champion yeah. like he just worked his way up Charles Oliveira I think and Neil Mag Neil Magny at welterweight is the same way like they're just so good and they don't do nothing for you yeah yeah and and, and like I said uh, and Charles de like what is it he's not even 30 yet right he's like in his upper 20s by now right something like that but he's been yeah. in the UFC since his early 20s and he has like 20 something wins like I, I think if he continues even halfway his winning streak he has now, like he's gonna have the most wins ever in the UFC, and at least the most submission wins. Him or Neil Magny. Yeah, like it's Him it's, or Neil Magny. It's really weird how that happens. Charles now <laughs> turned thirty-one uh, in ten days. So thirty-one, yeah. So he's just yeah, now hitting his prime. Ten days. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, like, dude, if you told me Charles Oliveira he, next year or two years from now is a is a is a lightweight champ, I'll be like, okay. 
Yeah. I mean, Charles Oliveira is this is let's see, July, August, September, October. He's four months younger than Israel Adesanya. <laughs> Charles Oliveira, I mean, Izzy turned 31 in July. Charles Oliveira is turning 31 in like right around the corner. That's unreal. Unreal. So, uh, anyway, yes. Thank you for the question. You better fan. It is the fight to make, but I doubt it will happen. <laughs> Any fight in the top ten at lightweight, I'm a fan of. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. just, just make it. I think Brad Riddell is going to be. I think Brad Riddell is going to be one of those fighters that no one's going to want to fight soon, too. All right, um, got an Anthony Pettis fan coming here. Here we go. Oh, same, oh, same, same, um, same thing. Eve, casual, hardcore fan. What's the better fight to make at 170? Anthony Pettis versus Carlos Condit. Anthony Pettis versus Robbie Lawler. I don't really care about either of them. I mean, I'll watch either of them. I don't really care for either of them. I want to see Anthony Pettis at lightweight, honestly. Yeah. Uh, but it's, Carlos Condit is huge compared to Anthony Pettis, I think. Isn't Carlos Condit one of the taller welterweights, right? Yeah. I'll, He's like 6'1", 6'2". Yeah, I got I got to stand next to Carlos when um, actually I, I watched him train for his fight against Court McGee. And um, whew, man, but you, watching Carlos Condit hit the pads, if you ever get a chance, oh my goodness, he is just it is beautiful watching him just hit pads. It also helps that him and him and Brandon Gibson's like wavelengths are like the same, so like yeah. they know exactly like they've been training for so much. Like I was chatting with Brandon for a bit before he left, and uh, he's like he was talking about the training camp stuff, and he was awesome. But Gee, which fight do you like better, Pettis Condit or Pettis Lawler? Or do you want to see Anthony Pettis versus Anderson Silva? <laughs> nah. Oh, wait, no, wait. I would just like to back to 155. I, 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 I don't see a reason why he should stay at, one, at 170. I thought Anthony Pettis would be a really great uh, opponent. Um, that's if he just doesn't want to go after a belt anymore. You know, just yeah. just so why wait, just stay at 170. But if he has those intentions to, to make a charter run and an extra, so just... Okay, so go back to 155. And 170 is not, not going to get any, any any closer to the belt in that division. I agree. Was I thought Pettis versus uh, Chandler would be a good fight. That is a good fight. But like I said, any any top ten guys. <laughs> was was Pettis's only Anthony Pettis is never, Anthony Pettis is one of the greatest resumes in the history of MMA. That you just look at his like string of opponents he's fought. Oh, oh level of competition. Oh yeah, it's insane. Yeah. Um, it's like it's one it's unbelievable anyway what are you saying casey so uh, at welterweight anthony pettis has he beat he beat wonder boy thompson a fight that i thought he was losing till he obviously won yeah um yep that's not that's not that's not discrediting the victory i just you know he didn't it wasn't a full-on just you know he, he didn't just dominate from end to end he lost against nate diaz was Diego Ferreira? That was a fifty-five, right? He went, he went back. He went back down to fifty-five. Right. Diego Ferreira yeah. whooped. Yes. Diego Ferreira. That, that's another one of those Charles the Bronx guys. Like guys who are incredibly good, but no one wants to fight. Yeah. Did he get hurt? Did or does he have a fight? Or is he fighting Dober? Dober. Yeah. Dober. Like, like I said, Diego. Yeah. yeah. You 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 whoop up Anthony Pettis, and he kind of had to go backwards again and fight a guy like Dober. It's just I mean Dober's very good, obviously, but just name value wise, clearly isn't Anthony Pettis. No, like him, yeah. Yeah. So he, he just can't ask for a top ten because no one's gonna fight him. Yeah. And then and then he whipped he up on. Uh, oh, he, he fought a competitive victory over Donald Cerrone at 170. So yeah, Anthony Pettis at at welterweight. Like this question should suggest. Um, I don't think. You know what? These aren't. 
Anthony Pettis versus Carlos at 170. If you want to do more of a, like a, I don't want to say Legends League, but yeah, a little a bit of Legends fight. It's just a fun fight that, you know, more of a video game fight. You just kind of, oh, just have him fight, you know. It doesn't really mean very much fun for match. the rankings and stuff, but obviously it means a lot to those guys in terms of brain damage. But in terms of just fun, yeah, actually, I don't, the Lawler fight, I'm, yeah, yeah, no yeah I guess it's just for Legends Matt League. Matt Brown versus Carlo Condit. Matt Brown versus Carlos Condit. Nick Diaz versus Robbie Lawler. Those are the fights I want to see. Yeah, Nick Nick Diaz and Carlos. Nick Nick Diaz yeah, and Condit would be great too. Hundred percent. Either 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 rematch for Nick Diaz, I'm all in on. Oh, man, I've been wanting to see Nick Diaz Robbie Lawler rematch so long. Literally, me and Esther would when Esther worked here, we would talk about it, and we'd be like, "Why isn't this happening?" But it's never gonna happen. I don't it will think never so. happen. Yeah. Nick Diaz has that famous interview. He's like, you think I like fighting? You think I want to get punched by Robbie Lawler? <laughs> so he's never going to do it. <laughs> From Yusef Nazar. Oh, yeah, I read, I read this one. Given how disappointing <laughs> your ice cream cannon choices are, have you redeemed yourself by trying Arabic ice cream on the island? If you haven't, please, please find the time to. You won't regret it. And then he coursed, uh, tagged Farah Hanoon, who... Honestly, who, who, you got to take Jose to Booza. I don't even know. I'm not even going to try to pronounce this. So I'll answer this in two parts. We, there's no – we can't go anywhere. We're stuck in these hotels. So I can't even go to like Yasmol or anything to find this mythical ice cream that people keep telling me about. If it was possible or if I had access to it, I would 100% get it. Also, he tagged Farah Hanoon of MMA Junkie. She also – she's doing a lot of stuff for uh, UFC um, Abu Dhabi over here. She is so good at basketball. If any of you have, if, if you guys know Fair, I don't think you would realize that. She, really? There's a basketball card out there. She balls, man. She is, she's nice. Like me and Oscar Willis of the Mac Life went out to shoot hoops. Oscar's the worst basketball player on the island. Uh, <laughs> and I thought I was pretty good. No way, man. Fair was just like, she had like an Air Jordan shirt. She was like cross up, like just from the, from the elbow. I was like, Good God, she might be the best basketball player in the hotel. She's nice though, so shout out to Farrah for piecing oh. me up on the basketball court. That's and awesome. she just does good. Work. She's been doing good work for uh, USC Abu Dhabi all week. Yeah, she's great. Gotta, oh, get, gotta get her in the A side. Hotel ice cream is not that bad. It's not anything special. I don't think this is the same hotel you stayed at. No, no, I mean the restaurant you you have lunch is not the same hotel you're staying, right? Which 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 just tell you your 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 saying which one? Crown Plaza. No, it's not the same. <laughs> yeah, the hotel you stayed at is closed for like renovations or something. I'll figure it out. I gotta get ice cream. I've been told about it. Yeah, it's close. It's all it has like scaffolding all over it. I don't know. Why. You party anyway. too hard, Gui. You ruined so, the hotel. <laughs> <laughs> so Yufnef Nazar, I apologize, I can't get your Arabic ice cream. Anyway, is there another question we got? Yeah, okay, there's no John Jones Israel out of signing questions. I'm surprised. Uh, you know, I saw. Uh, yeah, there's lots of in the uh, in YouTube comments. We're gonna do rapid fire because we're about hitting an hour, so we're gonna make them all quick now. Sure. Does what happened to Costa show why contenders need to have main event five round fights before they before they fight for the title? From at Kiwi MMA NZ, uh, Gee, should a should a contender have at least one five round main event under their belt before fighting for a title? Yeah, I wouldn't hate that, but I don't think 
it applies. I don't, I don't, I don't think it's not an explanation why Tsukasa uh, lost, you know. He just lost in, in two rounds. It wasn't competitive. It doesn't mean he never fought five rounds before. What's the, what's the point, you know? He just lost. It wasn't a thing, oh, he just went to five rounds and then he lost. He got tired. It wasn't the case. So I don't think it applies. I, I wouldn't hate that. I, I like uh, containers being inside in fighting five round fights, but I think that's not the case why Tsukasa lost. I agree. I think in a perfect scenario, they do get at least one five-round main event under the belt, but I don't think any of us would argue that Paulo Costa didn't deserve his number one contender spot. Going, he never had a five-round. Uh, Yoel uh, equals five rounds. Yeah. <laughs> going three rounds with Yoel Romero is go, like going 20 rounds with a normal human yeah. being. Anyway, at, at the seaside, who will have a quicker comeback, Dominic Reyes or Paulo Costa? Wow, interesting question. I'm going to say Paulo Costa because I think Dominic Reyes' nose was shattered, so he might be out for a little bit. Uh, I don't know what the damage was on him. Uh, Key, who do you think comes back first? Yeah, I agree with Costa. I'll see Costa. Casey? I never thought of this, but, man, all that talk about Costa going to 205, man, can you imagine Reyes Costa at 205? Costa goes up. On fight. I think it's interesting. Um, as, uh, as far as successful comeback... Um, actually, I think Reyes. Um, maybe Costa yeah, might. Yeah, Success will come back, Reyes. I think Costa will come back sooner just because I think Reyes took a lot of damage to the face. Yeah. Uh, and I the ribs. Yeah, and ribs. And the ribs. Ooh, didn't even think about that. Yeah. Ooh, I, th- I, think, I think Costa <laughs> took the most damage uh, confidence-wise. His ego. Ego, yeah. yeah. Yes. I, think, I think, yeah, he got, like, that's a, yeah, he got, like, major, yeah, that's a, he got hit hard. <laughs> His ego. Right. So I think he's got to a quick turnaround. He's not going to waste any time. Yeah, I agree. All right, let me go through the comments real quick. (laughs) (laughs) Bring back Pizza Carol, the Irish one. Listen, I would love to have Pizza Carol back on. I love Pizza Carol. I have never heard that before in my life. That's the funniest thing I've ever seen in the YouTube comments. Well done, Nevro. Well done. You win this. You win this episode of the A side for the best comment in the history of the A side. Uh, oh, let me find one Any more. more. Any we, more? That's we you should have ended with that one. Yeah. <laughs> you know, hey, we're at an hour. We're at an hour. We can call it a day. We're at an hour. So you guys know the drill. You can talk about, plug, say whatever you want. Casey, I'll start with you so Guillermo can collect his thoughts after that hilarious comment. Um, No, uh, just uh, thanks, everyone, for watching. Um, Wear a mask out there. We're in a pandemic. Uh, I want this pandemic to end, and if we don't wear a mask, it will never end. And I want to be able to go to concerts and stage dive and do stupid crap. So uh, be smart out there, people. Relax, well the, 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 the elections are coming, so relax. It's, <laughs> yeah. almost, over. it's almost over. Shout out to Pizza Carol. Anything you want to say? Shout out to Pizza Carol. Yeah. And thank you all for watching. It was a pleasure coming back to A side. Can't wait to come back again. Keep killing in Abu Dhabi, Jose. I will keep trying to keep kill, kill it in Abu Dhabi. It's been a grind, but I enjoyed it. And I'll say the, the beef between Israel Adesanya and John Jones has been kind of disappointing. I never like to see race, religion, or family brought into beef, and they brought all three in. 
And you know I like watching Israel Adesanya fight, and I think John Jones is the greatest fighter walking planet Earth right now. And it just disappointed me all across the board. I get it. They don't like each other. Still didn't like the direction the trash talk came, but that's just my opinion. I'm sure people eat it up, uh, and it's going to sell a whole bunch of pay-per-views, but bummed me out. It just bummed me out. But with that, we'll be back on the A-side next week. Hopefully, normal time next week. We have a big we have a big media day tomorrow, so stay locked in on our YouTube channel. Uh, we're going to have the main card, a bunch of the prelim fighters. Even, I think, Mike Chiesa, Paul Felder, Dan Hardy is also going to be there. And, of course, we have the official weigh-ins on Friday uh, before UFC Fight Island 5, Marais versus Sanhagen. And, of course, find all of Guy's excellent content on MMAfighting.com. We just had an episode of what uh, Between the Links come out today. Go watch that. Who was it? It was between AK and Brian Kelleher. Brian Kelleher. I think AK. Yeah. And, dude, and, and, and AK brings some serious rats. heat. He brings some heat. Yeah. You watch that say. episode. It's and good. apparently he raps, so you don't want to miss that. But if this is Jose. That's the tallest man in Brazil, Guillermo Cruz. That's Casey Lydon. Find us on YouTube, Stitcher, Spotify, Google, all that. We're out. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network.